This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, real quick, uh, Kristen, I took your advice and watched You Are So Not Invited to My Bar Mitzvah. Did you like it? Loved it. Really? That's the Adam Sandler one, right? With his two actual daughters? Mark Mm -hmm. my words. If Adam Sandler's daughter, the star of this, his youngest daughter, continues to act. Sonny, yep. 20 years, she'll have an Academy Award. Really? She's so good in this. She's very good. You know, we talk so much about Nepo babies and, you know, the fact that nepotism is like ringing strong right now in Hollywood. But when someone actually has talent and shows off that talent, and, you know, it's one of those because Adam's, like, hey, you know, this is my movie, but my daughter's starring. My wife has a small role. Her, my other daughter has a role. And you're like, you roll your eyes when you think about that. But this movie is so charming. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's great. And where you stream it? Netflix. Netflix. Nice. Yeah. All right, I'll watch this. Yeah. yeah. That's... And anyone who did like the bar bar and bat mitzvah circuit, I think this will ring true for a lot of people. I don't know. It was really, the bar mitzvah circuit was very strong in my town when I was in seventh grade. So we moved from Stillwater um, to Henry Sibley over in Mendota Heights, which is like a big Jewish community, the year after bat and bat mitzvahs. So all I did was hear about how amazing, how people had these blow up guitars and stuff from it. And I was so jealous. Like Coke and Pepsi and the DJs. And like, we had like two schools in our town. And so if you got invited to a bar mitzvah, like across town, that was such a big deal. Or you might date someone across town. I loved it. It was a big social scene in seventh grade. (laughs) Of course. And then when I, uh, my friends, parents owned a catering company so I would help them in the summer and we always would end up doing bat mitzvahs and it was the best party you can go to like it was way more fun than a wedding because it was the whole vibe was party Mm -hmm. not like it was just like the whole point they hired people to like pump up the party literally like they hired implants to just dance like like oh hey your high job is to like keep the party going and I was like I would do that job but nobody offered. Party motivator. That's what they're called. Party, Party motivator. motivator. And they bring in dancers and everything. It's it's ex- as expensive as a wedding, honestly, yeah. for a lot of these people, especially here in Beverly Hills. <gasps> oh, and then if you watch any of my Sweet Sixteen, like that's oh, exactly those are what I all meant. so ridiculous. Like quinceañeras, like yep. those are really big out here in California too. Um, quinceañeras, that's the one where they do the glittery sneaker, right? With the elaborate dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elaborate dress, yeah. And 15, obviously, instead of 16. But it's wild. I mean, and you see them. Like, they are in basically wedding dresses. They're yeah. so beautiful. I had a family that lived across the street from me in my first house in Richfield who held a quinceañera one night. Yeah. And it was... 1045. Finally, my, my, you know, my ex-fiance said, you got to go over there and tell him to be quiet. Yeah, no problem. I walked over. I was like, hey, guys, can you turn it down? 45 minutes later, I come back to the house half in the bag. I was like, they're going to turn it down <laughs> pretty quick. Did you know the guy with the oversized guitars? And wait, like, how old was Kinley at the time? Uh, she was like, I don't know, one and a half, so two. So she was sleepy. Oh, totally and sleepy. She yeah. was, your, uh, your ex was sitting at home going, where yeah. is that? When the hell are they going to turn down the mariachi music? Yeah, not at all. Nope. I had the best time of my life. It was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good food? I was Great. like, that's the wonderful oh, yeah. thing. Like, the Latino family will be like, come on in, get mm-hmm. some food, get a drink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll include you in the party. I can, like, <laughs> feel the irateness coming oh. from my own body, just oh, yep. projecting it. <laughs>
<laughs> and you're not even if you were like to go over there and be like, "Hey, you guys, I need you to turn." Like, you don't want to be that guy. No, like, of course not. No, just yeah. Can I have a beer? Let's yeah. hang out. Yeah. Then somebody hands you a baby with pierced ears, and next thing you know, you're just dancing along. Yeah. Yep. And a plate of food. I'm telling you, the food. Yep. <laughs> Number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kristen, you've been amazing as always. We appreciate the report. Uh, anything we need to watch this week at all? <laughs> Nothing. No, um, I'll come up with a list for you guys and just see if there's anything premiering. The official TV season premiere week is September 25th. Okay. So just to keep that on your radar. Um, so it's going to be probably pretty light the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be a lot of unscripted over uh, the fall, unfortunately. Are you going to go to the Ares Tour uh, movie? I think so. I, you know, I obviously didn't go to the concert, but I think it's going to be really fun. And listen, look, Taylor is not breaking records and Hey, she went to the studios. They didn't want to deal with distribution. She went to right, right to AMC, cut out the middleman. And guess what? She's going to earn another huge paycheck. Cash money. It's like looking in a mirror whenever we talk about her. Do it your way. And you know, and that's the thing. I think that's, what's going to come out of this strike is that people are going to start cutting out the studios. I love it. I do, too. All right, Kristen, we'll talk to you tomorrow. See you later. We'll be back with Chris Eggert. He's the post-fair. So we're going to see is he if he's still out there. No, he's, <laughs> we finally got him back in. He's not like Burning Man. He didn't have to walk six miles to come back. All right, we'll be back on the Tom Bernard Podcast. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. K&L Surplus and Ammo is your one-stop shop for all firearms-related products and is the preferred choice among enthusiasts for over 25 years. Why? K&L Surplus and Ammo offers one of the widest selections of firearms in the region. The big box stores say they have a big selection, but that usually means they have a lot of inventory, not a wide selection of different types of firearms. K&L has a broad selection of different calibers. K&L Surplus and Ammo also offers some of the best prices in the region. You might find a good sale now and again at a big box store, but K&L always has great pricing. And unlike a lot of other stores, K&L always includes tax in the listed price. K&L Surplus and Ammo is veteran-owned and offers first responder and veteran discounts. K&L is also committed to safety and a licensed FFL retailer. Find out for yourself why KNL Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go to klgunstore.com. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding in a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, four to seven years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. You all have helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. 
You've heard me recently speak about my slippers, the Giza sheets, my pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price, $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Good morning, Chris Eggert. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. Hey, fair guy. Is it I, haven't nice? seen, I haven't seen your actual faces in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. We've seen you got you everywhere. I feel like I can't watch a turn on the internet or TV without seeing you Zumba across my screen. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Hi, Tevin, by the uh, way. I have to say, it's offic- nice to see your face and officially meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Oh, have you too. guys not met before? <clears throat> no. Nope. Oh. I don't think we've been on at the same time, have we? Uh, no, usually I'm on after after you, yeah. so I miss out. Yeah. Um, okay, what was your favorite thing you ate at the fair, Chris? Give us the rundown. I'm such food. a fat slob at the fair this year. Like, I know I put on at least four inches on my gut. Um, I don't even know. Like, it's all blurred together because we were out there for, uh, what, nine shows? Mm-hmm. It's impressive. so over the course of the, you know, almost couple weeks. And I think we ate like at least five things every day. And that's not even counting the bonus food that I would eat on my way in. (laughs) (laughs) I would say though, that the, uh, I really like the O'Gara's had these um, grilled cheese, dill grilled cheese bite things that were amazing. Yeah. Cause everyone was trying to do the, the dill because of the dill pickle pizza last year was like such a, overwhelming success Mm -hmm. that everyone was like coming up with pickle things. And I thought it was a little bit overdone, but the, those O'Gara's things were like just perfect, like grilled cheese. Like it it was kind of like if you took a cheese curd and a grilled cheese with a little bit of pickle flavor and combined it, it was pretty damn good. I like that a lot. Um, We have, I do the freeze dry uh, dill in my fridge and I yeah. like to sprinkle it on random things. And I never thought about doing it on grilled cheese, but why the heck mm. not? For sure. Like I it seems like a it seems like somebody somebody should have done it a long time ago. I am amazed at how big dill is right now. 
I, I, it's a real big deal. <laughs> Hang on a second. We got to find uh, where. There we go. <laughs> Did you hear it's about Tom talking about dildos? <laughs> oh, that's right. No, I did. I oh, did, actually. Because yeah. uh, we might have some audio of that. Um, let's see. Oh, wait. Maybe we should save it for after Chris. Or he... whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Wait. Sorry. Play that again. You going to bring your dildo or whatever it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, we'll play. Uh, we got a little bit of uh, Tom Bernard saying uh, dildo. We'll play that at 850 this Good morning. Good call. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was with Kristen, right? It was with Kristen. Yep. It was so yeah. funny. He wanted like, to die. What? You could tell she was like, wait, what just yeah. happened? Like she was. <laughs> it was like your dad said dildo to you. Like that's how we all mm-hmm. felt. Cause mm-hmm. Tom does not put out the vibe that he's trying to talk about anybody's dildos. And no. he just, he looked mortified. Oh my, you see like the moment on his face where he realized what he just said. And he's like, oh wait, no, 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 no. I mean, like just, you can't walk yourself back. So that. beautiful. No. Oh, it was great about it. For usually being the idiot. It was nice to have somebody else for a half second. <laughs> yeah. Take that role. Chris, do you, have the day, the, do you have the day off today because of all the fair stuff? We have uh, Minnesota Live off today, but I was already in it the, and did the news and then came back home. So, yeah. Well, I have a question. If you, because I think about you sometimes when I just don't want to come into work, do you have that option? Like, who fills in for you? No. Like, what? I mean, we always have the option to like call out sick or whatever, but you, when you know when you're doing this shift, it's just like morning radio. Like you know if you call out sick, it's speaking of gonna sick, that like a bunch is. of other people because then they're gonna have to come in early. And what's that? No, your internet is uh, all over the place, man. And also, you have a. Smoke alarm going off in the background right now. What is going on? <laughs> oh, I think. Oh, I think everything I think froze. It's ours, maybe. Yeah. In fact, actually, I'm I think I'm the too. only one who's not frozen. Oh, there you go. I'm I'm not frozen. I just wasn't no, moving. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we lost weird. Chris Eggert. The oh. show is just going completely off the rails. Well, Chris, that was a great report. Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, let's see. We'll go ahead and uh, shut, uh, Chris, if you can still hear us, why don't you go ahead and shut down and then jump back on. Of course, now I tell him that and I can see his internet is starting to work again. But let's just have you reboot. Um, I lost track of what we were even talking about. Talking about Dill. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, and him calling in sick to Oh, yeah, to yeah, work. yeah. Because I thought to myself the other day, like, do they have a stand-in just ready to read the mm-hmm. news? Because, you guys, it's not like radio. Where, like, if we're missing one of you guys, we could probably be fine. And also, if we wanted to call somebody in, like, people have to put on makeup and have, like, yeah. outfits and be ready. Mm-hmm. Like, look nice. Right. And especially, like, you can't do any, like, last minute. Like, it's not like you're <laughs> going to your restaurant. Like, oh, yeah. Like, let me just call out 15 minutes because I don't want to go in. Like, you're saying that yeah, there's a whole production crew that... What are you laughing at? Uh, his name is Crappy Internet Central. You know, oh. Chris kills it in the name department. He really does. He's the only one who plays the game of fun titles. Is he back? I can't tell. It looks like it's taking a second. I can't hear him. Oh, I'm going to miss you, Chris. God damn it. Well. What? I'm here. I'm here. Hello? Hello? Kind of. Okay. All right. Are you of Minnesota Live tomorrow? Give me a Why hot. is this happening? I, I pay my internet bill. This shouldn't be happening. 
I don't know. They're saying otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you at Minnesota Live tomorrow? Give me a thumbs up if you're at Minnesota Live tomorrow. All right, yeah. cool. We'll try again yeah. when we're at the studio. You know what? You did a really good job, Chris. You've also were our man on the fair. You did a great. Don't hey, don't shake your head. Look at your positivity, positivity. We love you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. So <laughs> no, stop. Yeah. No, Chris. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Chris is brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Called Josh for your free forty-eight minute financial evaluation. Poor guy. I know how frustrated that is. But yeah, uh, what job did you feel? Because you've had a, quite a few jobs. What job, Tevin? Do you feel like you could call in and there was no consequences? Um, pretty much, I should say all of them. When I worked at Walzer, that was one where like, it was like, yeah, there's so many people working and nobody really paid attention where yeah. like you could, people would leave and go home and for all day and then come back and it would be like, they'd never even left. They'd just assume you're Because that's the kind of job gone. too, if you're not working, you're not making, because you, did you get a base pay too? Yeah, or you, you get like a base pay, but yeah, if you're not selling a car, you're not getting paid and then like people would be like either like oh i'm on a test drive and they just go home and take a nap and come back later oh i would love that like because my uh brother works in sales and he doesn't take advantage of it because he he's like really does like making money right but he'll randomly be like go visit you know uh, like a client or whatever, and it'll like swoop by, let the dog out. And I'm like, I would yep. totally take advantage oh, of that. Oh, yeah, there's a hundred percent. Like, if oh, I forgot, like, I needed to go to such and such store, but it closed before I get off work. Like, let me just quick run over 20 minutes and say I'm on lunch and call it a day. Yeah, it would be, I'd be terrible. I'd be really bad at that. Um, all right, I really wanted to talk to you guys about Dad Rock and what we're considering Dad Rock and this problem. Here's the thing people have strong feelings about these bands, you have your mindset of like what dad rock is, right? Like, and what was your classic band thing of like dad rock? Dad rock? I don't even know where I would. Cause like, like people lean towards like Led Zeppelin, Black he, Sabbath, okay. Motley Crue, Iron Maiden, even Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Well, now the internet is claiming cause we have a bunch of youngins busting out. Mm -hmm. My Chemical Romance in Linkin Park is that dad rock now. Yeah. I would say yeah, because that's what today's dads listened to when they were kids, so that would technically make it dad rock, right? Right, and so another one that's coming in is System of a Down, Avengeful, Avenged Sevenfold, Three Days Grace, Deftones, Muse, Slipknot, Bullet for My Valentine, Skillet, Fall Out Boy, and Sum 41. All has been classified as dad rock, um, and uh, people are walking around pretty butthurt about it. Well, as a guy who is a dad and grew up with rock, all of those bands constitute. And I was thinking about, were, was dad rock more fun back in the day when it was Zeppelin and Sabbath? Or is it more fun now? Well, like we always put everything on a pedestal and the idea of like classic rock, even sure. the title. Like Sum 41 being classic rock sounds insane to me. Oh, the first time I heard Nirvana on KQ, I almost drove up the goddamn Isn't road. Isn't it? But like... <laughs> yeah. It's technically classified as it. And, like, there are some ZZ Top songs where I go, this is absolute shit. Like, what are we listening to? Like, Pearl yeah, Necklace, mm -hmm. I don't understand how that is a song that is played on the radio. Yeah, there's a lot of songs. Like, especially, like, because they used to hide all the innuendos and stuff back in the day. So now when you listen to it as an adult, you're like, 
oh, that's what I was singing along to as a little yeah. kid, whereas now it's more in your face. It's not. Yeah, something about, I think that like the only line that I want to draw is some 41 and like Blink-182 being classic rock ever just does not seem okay. Because it, it feels more of like the punk rock, like is a different yeah. genre. It's like, mm. what's the... Uh, What's the Mr. Brightside? Who the Killers. Like, the Killers, like that. Like I wouldn't consider them a classic rock, but they but can like probably someday get they into, will. Right, yeah. right. Lumped into that as well. Well, if you take into consideration, Cars can't be considered classic until twenty years. Mm-hmm. Any music that came out over twenty years should be considered classic. Oh God. Then then we start going down a, a terrible rabbit hole because now we're looking at things that were born. In 2003? Uh, Aqua Barbie, that yeah, Barbie that's, song? that's 25 Classic years. Classic rock, yeah. baby. I mean, I just went and saw Incubus, and they are doing, oh, what? Well, I just saw my, one of my favorite uh, ska bands, Less Than Jake. They played their 25-year anniversary of Hello Rock View. Incubus I saw on the Make Yourself Tour. That was 25 years. Are they making new music on top of it? A little bit. Not as much as they used to. Okay. Incubus used to crank out a record like once every two, three years, and now it's more along the lines of every (laughs) five to six. And are you listening to those records in whole? Once or twice. Okay. Just to see if it's worth anything. But, you know, musically, we stopped growing around the age of 19. Whatever music that we listen to when we're between the ages of like 13 and 19, that's typically the music that we will listen to until the day we die. Very seldom do we bring on, and I treat music like friends. I have no room for new ones. Really? I'm, I'm done. I got, I'm out. No, we're done. I, I have enough. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I want to know what the newest, You want the your latest, heads on a greatest. Pivot. Like, I'm always listening to music. Yeah, like a, switching genres and stuff. Like, like, I recently, I went through a weird, got into jazz music phase. Ew. Like, I would listen Nobody to- likes that. Nobody wants to get, nobody wants to listen to jazz. And also on top of it. Nobody wants to get in your car while you're listening to no, jazz. No, no, no. Okay, not in my car. But, like, I, if I was cooking at night, play some jazz music. It's soothing. It's relaxing. Yeah. We've done a lot of uh, classical covers. That's our big thing lately at mm-hmm. our house. Mm-hmm. Um, because we want music on, but we don't want words. But here's the problem with classical covers. You'll be sitting there, the whole song going, what song is this? Wait, I know this song. And it's like... Uh, something like all of a sudden you'll go, I know it. And you'll find yourself obsessed. You can't even enjoy your life because it's like, oh, God damn it. That was a Billie Eilish song. You'll think about it like a week later. Just like wake up in the middle of the night in a cold cold sweat. With a cold sweat, exactly. Uh, Yeah, it's interesting that the transition that we have to take to dad rock mode, I think is a a rough realization to look in the mirror. I don't know if you ever consider yourself old. Even like 90-year-olds, you always hear they're like, I'm still young. You're like, you don't ever feel old. No, until like you're scrolling through like Instagram one day and they're like, this Ice Cube song came out 30 years ago. I hate that shit. Oh, you're like, because still like when I say 30 years ago, I still think like, oh, the 70s type of thing. And it's like, oh, no, that was... Like the 90s. Like yeah. It's, we're old now. Well, a lot of us, especially for people in our 40s, I didn't hear Rush 2112 until I was 17 years old. Yeah. That album had been out for 30 some years yeah, or whatever same. it's been. Yeah, Well, so. the, I, you know, like my, I, you know, grew up with my mom and she never listened to classic rock. So when I got the job at KQ, it was like all new music to me. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's like, you know, I mean, we had Ray Eric and Wally and Lisa. I mean, they had it all. They know everything about everything. And I was like, 
I was like taking notes. I had no idea who these people were, what these songs were. I'm like writing everything down. I would like write like how long, you know, the intros were and things like that. Cause I was like, it was all new to me. Yeah. I had no idea. And a lot of the times the people that are in radio have no idea what they're, they, it's a job to them mm. and they don't care about the genre. Like I had an old program director that one time we had brought up the fact that Dave Mustaine from Megadeth was in Metallica. And he came into the studio and said, what are you talking about? Dave Mustaine was never in Metallica. We all looked at each other and thought, "Are you you're the guy running the rock station? You Isn't didn't that know that funny? Dave Mustaine was in Metallica? He's never been in Metallica. I said, he was the original guitar player. Look it up. What are you talking about? The fact that these people are holding these positions but know nothing of the genre blows me away. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember when I first found out that radio people they don't necessarily are the biggest fans of whatever genre like it's just a job like you're saying and it's like yeah they don't even listen to the music they take the headphones off yeah yeah, yeah i would have blown my mind as a teenager because i was like convinced everyone at kdwb loves yeah. that yeah. music now, you think tom bernard is going to ario speedwagon that's not <laughs> happening <laughs> he's not going to any concert no. in his defense mm -hmm. all right you guys don't click on the link but this tennessee woman she beat the guinness world book record for longest mullet, what, how long are we talking about? What's your guess? The longest mullet? Yeah. I'm going to say six feet. So, ooh, I'll go a little bit higher. I'll say nine and a half feet. You guys, you know, when you overguess, you make it seem less important. So this is offensive. It's five feet, eight inches. Oh, that's still not bad. I mean, it's that's like a little that, taller than me. That's I'm as tall 10. as I am. Yeah. And so, yeah. You're, that's the size of, you're the size of the mullet. Yeah. That's wild. Where do they start? Great question. Like measuring the mullet. Is um, it from the scalp? I don't know. That's a great question. Tennessee woman who hasn't cut her hair on the back of her head since 1990 earns a Guinness World Record for longest competitive mullet. Tammy Manis earned the female version of the mullet length record when she, when the party in the back part of her hair was measured at five feet eight inches. I'm not sure because she does have it fluffed up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, I imagine it has to be where the skull starts to go downward. That's where you start to measure the, the top. Skull, yeah. You think that that's? I would think you'd measure. Yeah, from like the the end, like the top, the back, oh. right in the back, where yeah. it starts to go down. Okay. Yeah, right there. Yep. Like it's the top like, of your head. Yeah, it's like the same way most dudes will measure their penis. They start way what? behind <laughs> the balls and go and go four inches past the tip, and that's how you know that's an accurate measurement. Um, there's a video of her. And she uh, looks just like you think she would? Yep. She definitely looks like you think she would. She's also spinning in a field with her mullet, and it's exactly what I expect mm -hmm. in my Guinness Book Record holders' videos. Rudy, did you ever rock a mullet? I did. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, I had the most glorious rat tail in sixth grade. That eventually just, it ended up, uh, what do you want to, segueing into a mullet. That Yeah, because I just had the little rat tail that came down. A little then, mullet Rudy. And then, awesome. Yeah, and then, but then eventually that turned into a mohawk, and that turned into me you know, doing all sorts of crazy dye jobs with my hair. And I yeah. had a kid in front of me that had a little rat tail, and I would sit, about, I would sit there in class, and I just imagined cutting it off constantly because it was just this little, like, Pinky size, yeah. but like longer, you know, mm -hmm. like it was just this mm -hmm. thing. And I just remember being like, just cut it off. Just yeah, cut yeah. it off. Um, it's hard to imagine with you with a mullet. Yeah. I tried doing one uh, two years ago. Lasted uh, about three months. Yeah. It's not as fun when you're just trying to live your life, I feel like, right. with That's an a, ironic hair. No. Mm -hmm. Like, did you ever have an ironic 
no. hairstyle. No. no, like I had an afro when I was in high school and cornrows, but that was about as weird with my hair as does I got. it your hair does it get big like can you oh get it was it huge big? like we could i forget what the number was so you know alicia lewis that's on like i think she's on care 11 care 11 yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i went to high school with her and she was uh, two years older than me but anyway we were in band and the, both drummers and we fit i think it was 27 we were bored and fit 27 pencils in my afro that you, could, you couldn't see that was it. huge that's, it was massive that's like super fun and also looks really good on women and like, I think it looks okay on men, but I feel like it's, you have, have to have a conversation. You'd have to have a conversation constantly about it. Oh yeah. Like I had to sit in my school, made me sit in the back of the classroom because it was like a distraction. People couldn't sit in front of, or like see around me. <laughs> Constantly people like trying to touch my hair. And like um, my middle school principal ended up, she made me cut my hair with, because it was too distracting to the other kids. So I had to go home and shave it off. Um, I... Like, I, I have no problem with, like, you know, whatever you want to rock. But I personally can't have the same conversation 40,000 times. Like, that shit drives mm -hmm. me insane. Like, I remember at my own graduation party, like, halfway through a high school graduation party being like, I need to be done. Like, I need to be done. Right. Can I just make one general announcement to everybody <laughs> say thank you? Everyone at the taco bar, <laughs> listen up. I'm not sure what I'm going into as a major. <laughs> I'm going to UMD. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you for the money. Yep. Now let me eat in peace. Uh, yeah, I definitely. It's weird to think about you with an afro. I bet it'd be kind of cute. Oh, it was. It was awesome. It was the greatest thing ever. I would like because I saw little Bow Wow. I had a CD of his, and in the cover he had cornrows. Yeah. And I was like, Mom, that's what I want to do. And she's like, Well, you got to have an afro so you can braid it and. The rest was history. And then, like, did your mom know how to braid it? Uh, no. So we went to some random beauty shop. This lady was running out of her house here in Minnesota. Your mom's white, right? Yep. Yeah. And my, so my mom then, I don't know, watched YouTube videos and learned how to braid my hair. So, like, <gasps> once every so other week, she would sit down and, yeah, braid my hair. There is this uh, TikTok lady I follow who has adopted. I think she adopted. Or, yeah. Anyway, she's, she's white. She has a black kid. And she did all this research to learn all this stuff. And, like, she always has people comment and ask, you know, these things yeah. to, like, to, like, learn more and to know how to do that in the house. And it's, like, the most beautiful thing is the – because that's a lot to oh, learn. Because, and it took, like – it would be, like, a three-hour process of me just sitting on the ground and her, yeah, braiding my hair. And she even learned how to do designs, like, oh one day. Like, I got, oh, my mom was the best. Your mom is the best. Is the best. Oh, my God. She's not dead. <laughs> no. Um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. What's your mom's name? Jenny. Jenny. That's yep. pretty dang cool. Yeah. All right. I do have to ask you guys about this. You know how they always talk about opposites attracting? How often do you find that in your own relationships that you go opposites attract? Never. Never? I would no. say 100%. Yeah. No. You never? You're the same as never? No, I would say they do attract. Yes. Oh, you're saying, I okay, agree. so you guys are on opposite yep. sides of this. No. Okay. In my own relationship, me and Justin are pretty opposite. Right. Um, so I always go, I don't know, but like they do on this study fall towards Rudy. They say that opposites actually often are not and that they say that they it's just a myth. 
And at the end, people really want people that have the exact alignments yeah. as their own. Absolutely, yeah, because one person's clean, one person's messy. Guess who's always goddamn screaming at the person who's messy about cleaning up their shit all the time, and after 10 years of doing that, finally you go, I'm out. I just, I can't do this. I've asked you how many times, and they go, no, opposites attract. You guys are supposed to be in love. No, pick up your goddamn towels, and then I will definitely love you the way you need to be loved. But until then... <laughs> Jesus. It sounds like it's coming from experience. Right? That, was, that was one of the big things that my ex and I broke up over is the fact that she was incredibly messy and yeah. still is to this day. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm not Danny goddamn Tanner, but I definitely keep a nice, tidy house. Yeah. And I just after a while you go, I, I don't know what else to do. We've tried everything. I We've tried doing it where, you know, I'll clean a little bit during the day and then you clean big on the weekends. And then that doesn't work. And you try yeah. a million different things. And finally, it just all crumbles apart. Unless you really love someone and are okay in yourself to be able to be selfless and give parts of you to that person and realize that it's just a little tiny thing, that they're messy or that they have bad grammar or they're a bad driver, you are looking past those things because you love that person so much. If you don't have that, you got seven to ten years, have the time of your life, and then move on and go find other people. Dang, Lang, preach. <laughs> okay, they analyzed 22 different traits, and they did a follow-up that looked at 80,000 couples in more than 130 traits, everything from religion and mm -hmm. core values to person's drinking habit. Overall, they found couples that have similar habits and views on more than 80% of stuff and substantially different views on just 3%. Things we're most likely to have in common include our political views, religious views, education level, and how much each person drinks and smokes, and even the number of sexual partners you've had. The interesting part, they did find that extroverts don't necessarily go for extroverts. That's my relationship. But they're no more likely to go for introverts either. It's a coin flip. Overall, though, they found that opposites attract is definitely overrated. Okay, so I'm Rudy change, is like, yeah, I'm gonna change my mind, but uh, you don't have to. But is like your relationship based on some opposites? Then yeah, but not like I guess when I think of opposite, I think more of like introverts and extroverts. Yeah, like not necessarily like I think if you're extremely religious, obviously you're not gonna go marry somebody that's not very religious. So I think yeah, that makes sense. But I think the introverts, extroverts. I could see those flipping in. Like with me, I'm very calm, and my girlfriend is like a over planner for everything. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'll just wing it and see you what happens. You kind of go along with <laughs> it. And so I'm like, yeah, you just make the plans. I'm just here for a good time. Like, so I think that's more of like the opposites attracting. Justin can literally, like, during the pandemic, he said many times this exact phrase, which makes me want to punch him. Yeah, it kind of just feels like a normal day to me. Yeah. What the actual hell, sir? Like, I am yeah. dying inside. I mm -hmm. miss everybody. And he's like, meh. Like, and he's not, people always confuse introverts with like, he doesn't hate social situations. Mm -hmm. He could take it or leave it. It's like going on the boat cruise thing. Yeah. If I would have said last second, hey, they said you can't go, he'd go, okay. And he'd like walk around the yard and have a grand old time. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like me, I rely on my social stuff. I love my social stuff. Um. I have like feelings towards going or not going. And so like that's where me and Justin have opposites. But when it comes to the cleaning though, Rudy, I think you're on to something. You can only be the bearer of things like like and me and my husband we always like switch up. Like I'm obsessed with food stuff and like keeping kitchen clean and not like I don't want anything gross in the fridge and like the sink always has to be clean before we go to bed and things like that. Justin's obsessed with vacuuming. Sure. And like that's our things. But if I think we didn't have our 
spots, like if we wouldn't like find that in, that'd be a huge argument all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be exhausting. Yeah. There are there's two things about uh, my girlfriend that I have no problem looking past because we get along so well. Number one, she's late for everything. Oh. Everything. I, that I, I'm not. Justin not, runs late and drives me nuts. That's, I hate. Yeah. That's but one not of my that late. Justin's like a couple minutes late, and it still drives me crazy because me and Gogo will be in the car waiting for him. Yeah. But we're like, I'm also neurotically early, so. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: she, if she knows it's important, she'll be there. Oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm, hey, listen, I am up against the clock. I have to get to the airport. I need a ride. Can you please give me a ride? I need to be there by ten fifteen. I don't get off the station until ten. Can you pick me up? Right at 10. She's outside at 9.50. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about... Yeah. But when I say, hey, we're going to go take a walk around Lake Harriet, why don't you meet me there at 1? And she says, yeah, no problem. And it's 11.30, and it's still 1.20, and I'm sitting on a park bench going, where the hell is this bitch? Oh, it would drive me nuts. <laughs> and the casualness of those people. But, like, it must yeah. be nice to not have constant anxiety about being at the places on time. Yeah. Like, Yeah. And the other thing is she might be one of the funniest people I know, hands down. In the car when we're driving places, hilarious. We go to a green room of a comedy club, she clams up. And I'm like, you need to show people how funny you really are. I think she gets nervous around other funny people and it doesn't want to make us sound stupid in front of them. So she just kind of lays back a little bit and lets the conversation happen. And then if somebody asks her something, she'll jump in. But there's times we'll start driving home from a gig and she'll go, you know what would have been funny right there? And I'm like, why didn't you say that right there? That's that's hilarious. Like, I needed you in that moment. Yes, so many times. There's so many times I'll do a new joke and I'll get off stage and she'll go, you know, it'd be better if you did it like this. And then I'll go do it her way and it kills. I'm like, you're funny. You should be funny in front of people. Although it is, it does prove that she has learned her lesson to keep your mouth shut. You speak when spoken to, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That big mouth of yours. All right, we'll be back here on the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The MNFatLoss.com program has been helping me reach my goals all summer. I feel fantastic, and the weight loss hasn't been hard. I don't feel hungry. I have a great deal of energy, and I'm getting closer to my ultimate fat loss goal. The MN Fat Loss team really has discovered the secret to weight loss. I lost about a pound of fat every day. I did the first 60 days in the maintenance program, and now I went back to the weight loss program to get to my ultimate goal. It's great to have these kind of results in such a short amount of time. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says riding a bus to school is 13 times safer than riding in a passenger vehicle and 10 times safer than walking to school. The reality of school bus safety is that more children are hurt outside the bus than inside as passengers. Most of the children who lose their lives in bus-related crashes are pedestrians, four to seven years old, who are hit by the bus or by motorists illegally passing a stop school bus. Please be patient and use extra caution when driving near children and school buses. And never pass a bus when the arm is down and red lights are flashing. The children inside and their parents are counting on us. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in an accident. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to a lawyer. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killabrew. 
Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids. A cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew Old-Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. 8.52, Tom Bernard Podcast. There we yeah, go. Brittany's yeah. just cleaning out the refrigerator, I guess. That's, Don't worry about us doing it, a live show, no, Brittany. No, it's totally fine. That's <laughs> why. We're, we're definitely not trying to entertain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom's going to be out for the uh, for the remainder of the week. He'll be back on Monday outside. 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. What now? I thought you were hosting, Tevin. Uh, well, I was just distracted by the loud clanking that's going on. As you're <laughs> I'm making coffee in the <laughs> back. Uh, so uh, everyone well, said that the live stream was down. If you've messaged in, it says that it's working now, yeah. Steve. So. Yeah, Mike Weber was on it. He, uh, yeah, so thank you very much for the people who dropped in a couple of lines. Mike Weber is just freaking a god. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you've talked about the most dangerous Minnesota cities. Yeah, well, I always, since I live downtown, and so I hear people all the time, like, Minneapolis is so dangerous downtown. And so I felt vindicated when I saw the list of the most dangerous cities, and Minneapolis wasn't number one. What? Yeah, do you, let me hold on, let me pull this up quick here. If this has any, remember last week we were talking about how being from a small town felt less safe than walking downtown Minneapolis. Yeah. I wonder if this is, I wonder if what I'm saying is true. Yeah, I, I wonder too. Yeah, we just had this talk. So we can go, we'll go top 10, starting at 10. Brooklyn Park was 10. Kind of okay. makes sense. Virginia, Minnesota, out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. But side but, note, if you are from a small town, any of the suburbs are Minneapolis. So. Yeah, when you say Brooklyn Park, I think Minneapolis. I, there's a lot of that. I don't see. Yeah, and I know uh, you don't get it, but you are from a small right, town. I'm from a small town, but I mean, living here for as long as I have, it's not Minneapolis. But I get what you're saying because it's, it's all Twin Minneapolis. Yeah. Like, yeah, like okay. it's still it's in the in. metro. Yeah. Uh, Mankato at eight, Saint Cloud was seven, uh, Saint Paul six. Saint Cloud was seven. Yeah, Saint Cloud. Minneapolis was five. So okay. four cities more dangerous. I don't know why you're bragging right now. Minneapolis is fifth dangerous city. In- There's, let me have okay, this okay, moment. Okay, okay, okay. Roseville at four. See, again, Minneapolis. The Brainerd. <laughs> Roseville's so, so far from Minneapolis. I'm just telling you, my relatives will always be like, it's oh, yeah. all Minneapolis. Yeah, I, yeah I, that makes sense. Like, all my relatives that don't live in Minnesota, they're like, 
Oh, it's all Minneapolis. Yeah, it's like no. from the Mall of America to... Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, they see that first billboard at the 35W, 35E right. split. That's the right. city. They're like Forest okay? Lake? Yeah. Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brainerd was three. Wait Park. Does anybody know where that is? Wait Park? I feel like is I Is that do. Minneapolis I, it, too? It's around the cities, yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's like super... That one sounds, seems like it's like right, right interweaved in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that one... Dangerous as well. Number one city. What do you think? Oh, Wait Park is St. Cloud. It's right next to St. Cloud. Oh, That's it? what it is. Oh, so it's like what I've heard. Yeah. It's like right. It's like so is St. Cloud. Yeah. Oh, okay. Again, Wait Park, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. <laughs> What's the number one? Well, have number we said one, St. Paul yet? N- no, it's no St. Paul did. was six. six oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Bemidji, number one. What? Yeah. That's yeah. where my. Go to Bemidji. That's where my Very in-laws dangerous. just moved. Yeah, they, I mean, they lived in Chevlin and they moved to Bemidji this weekend. There are almost 3,000 3, offenses committed every year. Looks like we there was... So it's a percentage of the population. Oh, yeah. It just goes based off of... Yeah. Because sure. there's probably more... There's definitely more crime in Minneapolis, Minneapolis. just because there's more people. But mm-hmm. when you break it down... Yeah. So like 471 assaults, one murder, 48 sexual assaults, 12 robberies, five kidnappings. And Five kidnappings went down what? in Bemidji. <laughs> One of them was Rudy's what's that up? wasn't real. Yeah, what's up, Fargo? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, are they are they weighted? I, I don't know. What do you like, mean? Are they weighted? Like, are we counting like um somebody stealing a car the same as killing? Like, I want these to be weighted. I mean, they're um, just, I think, looking at probably per capita numbers. It just says yeah. the like, most want, dangerous in 2023. Well, see, no, I hate these types of these stats because then when they say, you know, I don't know what the most dangerous job in the world is. President of the United States. Yeah. Because 20% <laughs> of all presidents have been. Okay, it's we not, get not true. Right. It's, it's not, not, not true. We get that the numbers say that if you are one in four is probably going to be killed. Fine, we get it. But, but it's the safest job compared to a guy who's an underwater welder. You All always use underwater welder. You always go yes, back to that well. Because it's a dangerous job. I always go to that Is ocean. it though? <laughs> because you can't even start on fire. I'm just saying. That is true. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, if you did, luckily you're in the ocean. That's, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, so, who knows yeah. welding could be. You always do underwater welder. with like, well. If you're tired of fearing for your life in Bemidji, Minnesota, move downtown Minneapolis. Much safer. But I've said I said this last week. I feel I growing up. I felt much safer being on the streets of Minneapolis as compared to my small town in Hibbing, because everybody knows you. And everybody, yeah. if you got a beef with somebody and their friends drive by in their dumbass souped-up truck yeah. and they see you walking downtown, it's on. Sometimes it feels a little lawless. I'm yeah, gonna say that yeah. too. Like when we're in small towns, like I've never. Oh, we, I yeah. love when we're in Bemidji, and I love when we're in Chevlin. We have the best time ever. But like we shoot in places that you like, we play Annie Oakley. That you definitely, I didn't know it was legal to do that. You play Annie Oakley? Yeah. You throw a pop can in the air and then blast it? No, they have like, like the actual. Oh, you're talking oh, like pigeon. the clay, clay yeah, pigeon. Clay yeah, clay pigeon. Oh, yeah, okay. we have clay like they have the actual devices. Or if the clay pigeon device goes down, there's always a guy who can throw it with the big like. Chuck it stick. Yeah, they got the wand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm impressed, right? I didn't know you were from such like a hick town. I, like that I sounds like where my, I grew up. No, that's my that's Justin's family oh, okay. when we go back and visit. But I love playing that game because I love shooting. Like I love going to ranges. Because so my dad, he now lives in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. And so there was one Christmas, he is a gun enthusiast. Like he like will order old rifles from What's the his Civil name? War. Scott. Scott. And so he built 
a gun from scratch for me for Christmas one year. And I was oh like, Dad, my... I don't, what am I going to do with this? That's terrifying. Like, I would never fire like, a gun from scratch. And I mean, it works. So that's great. But anyway, he was like, well, it's raining outside, so we can't go outside. And she lives in the country, so we can't go like target practice with yeah. it. He's like, I was like, oh, that's no big deal. Like another day. He's like, well, here, let me knock the screen out of the window. And I was like, Dad, we don't need to set up a sniper perch in the house <laughs> to shoot at targets outside. Isn't that so but yeah, funny? But a different way of life. Yeah. yeah, Justin does not. Like he is so from that mentality that like he'll literally, he's like, I think I'm going to buy a blow dart or a blow gun mm-hmm. for squirrels around our neighborhood. I go, what the hell you are? We will not have squirrels running from our yard with like a dart sticking out of their neck. I he's like, no, no. He's like, everybody hates red squirrels. I go, you don't know what they hate more? The guy with the blow dart. Like yeah. I had to talk him out. Did he buy the blow dart? Yes. Has he used it on a squirrel? No. Like I had to talk him out of using the blow dart casually on squirrels in our yard. I don't want to like burst your bubble, but he's definitely, while you're not around, used the blow dart on squirrels. I feel like, because our neighborhood is so tight-knit. I mean, I, I uh, Rudy's met Priscilla. That's our neighbor. She, he, she watches Go-Go. Our other neighbors, the Hellers, were really close. I feel like somebody would have given me a heads up if Justin's out there in his tidy whities using his blow dart in the morning before Gogo gets up, or like with Gogo in his arms. Right. He made a target in our unfinished basement to work on this blow dart stuff, and he's like, "Well, once I get to a certain point, I go no." Like, look at you squashing his right. dreams. I don't care. Like, there are some things I go listen, listen. If we had like an extra bajillion dollars, we can buy some more land where we live, whatever. Then you can go ahead and blow heart dart all the squirrels you want. <laughs> we live right next to people. Yeah, that's why it's a blow dart and not like a BB gun or something that could like harm somebody. And you're and taking ju- Justin's side on this only because I want to see him. Like I'm imagining him in like a full camo suit with his no. face painted. Like no, he's to that the yard. casual about it. He'd literally be with his shirt off, walking out with his pajamas on, with his Which coffee, trying to blow dart these. Just live your best squirrels. life. She's on radio every morning for three hours. Just do it while she's not around. Fine, but then I get to keep the cat, and I'm scared to combine those two things, but that's where we're at in no, life. About, relationships are about compromise. It really is. It's about opposites attract, right, That's what Rudy? I heard. Yeah. I'm hear- what I'm hearing is two very opposite opinions on blow darts that have attracted to each other. Um, This is true. Uh, I thought this story was insane because I don't even know how. I didn't want to go into detail about like knowing all the logistics, but just the headline. Listen, teen accused of biting Necto employees' testicles after being denied entrance. What is what's Necto? Well, that's the part you're focusing on. Yeah, well, that's not. Well, I need to know what they're trying okay. to get I think into. From what I was it a, a nightclub. Club? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say it's like Nectophiliac, <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine to bite a guy in the balls. <laughs> But I, I love the minute details Rudy needs. How far is the cart? What's Necto? Right. Before learning that a man yeah. bit off another man's no, testicles. He didn't bite him off. Yeah, well, listen. He, he attempted to. Okay, but yeah, let's, he didn't bite him off, right? It was just, from Biting. what I saw, he didn't get into the club. Let me. Got into a fight. Mm-hmm. Somehow grabbed and bit testicles. His name testicles. is Gino, by the way. A teen was taken into custody in Ann Arbor Saturday after he reportedly bit a nightclub's employee's testicle. Gino, 19-year-old from Detroit, reportedly punched an Ecto employee in the face after he was denied entrance just before midnight. When the police placed the man in handcuffs, he reportedly resisted and caused injuries to the police officer's fingers. 
The police said two employees were bitten by the man, including a 20-year-old who was taken to the hospital for treatment. The employee reportedly told police the suspect grabbed his testicles and bit them. Like, there's a bending over process that, yeah, like, I can't yeah. get over in this. And there's no amount of anger. Like, you know how angry you have to be to, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm going like, to grab this man's testicles and bite them. You know how, like, that's a whole nother level of anger that like, I'm not getting to. When I get so mad I want to physically harm somebody, my mouth does not come into play as the weapon. No. You're just like, just, just, like yeah. the bite, like, and as yeah. I've watched Gogo because sometimes she gets mad and she goes for us, and I'm like, yeah, like that's her tool right now. Sure, but like as an adult, yeah. that's your tool. You had to, you had to reach down and then bend in a mm-hmm. very odd way to try to bite a man's testicles. And the guy that got his testicles bitten, it's not like he just stood there and let it happen. Like he's resisting. He did. Yeah. Oh, did no. oh no, don't bite me in the testicles. No. No, don't get your mouth out of there, you. Don't bite me in the testicles. Don't get on your knees, sir. Yeah, how dare you look oh. me in the eyes while you do it. Oh no. Just Hold almost, my hair. Just he's just holding his hair bit. back as he's biting. That yeah. is the zaniest. I mean, that just the whole act. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine the act of both manipulating your bodies to get to that position. Yeah. And it still yeah. trying to feel like you're the dominator, mm-hmm. like you're the alpha. Grabbing and then bending down. A fo- uh, like, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. The weirdest part is that he put butter and salt on it beforehand. <laughs> I don't know why. The marinade alone. <laughs> yeah. And that's so high calorie. Well, it seems like this is a thing that you're either all in or you try once and never do again. Like, yeah. this is the first time he's ever done it. He'll yep. never do it again. <laughs> or this is the 30th time since grade school, and this is his thing. He's uh, a cereal biter. Yeah. I thought about you, Rudy, uh, a couple times with the fair going on. It's you a know, weird like, story to say that with, yep. but okay. Yep. <laughs> Because you reminded me, as you were saying, the first time or the last time. And remember of that game you played, something rich people do and something poor people do. Oh, yeah. Rich man, poor man. Yeah, Rich man, poor man. And I thought of two, but I can only remember one right now. And having cash. Oh, sure. Oh, oh, yeah. I got another. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then reusable cups. Like, if you see somebody... like poor man, rich man, use like if my I used we have a rich neighbor who used to always bring her mug in the car. But if oh. you see also somebody using their like their mug in the car, mm-hmm. but having cash on you and using cash, well, that's like, rich man, poor man as well. But I feel like the rich man has no cash. But like has like if you're gonna go buy something, all of a sudden they're paying in cash, like they have cash on them. Oh, and then poor man meth dealer always has some cash, cash in a shoebox. Yeah. Sure, yeah, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, all right, all right not bad. Yeah. Just wanted to include that because yeah. I thought of it the it's other day. It's a little weird pivot from a ball biting story, yep. but that's okay. No, because yeah. I something about something about you reenacting the ball biting goes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's Rudy rich, at his most Rudy rich, form. Rich man, poor man, biting balls. It's a rich man, you know. He likes to get that. He pays for it. Right. He likes to go down and bite a guy in the balls. A poor man <laughs> is just trying to get into a club in Ar- Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's all he's trying to he's do. Just going to the chop. It's his fetish. <laughs> Uh, I got another story that kind of blew my mind. And there is audio on this that I might have to have you play. Sure. The Norfolk police pull over a man with a bull riding shotgun. The visuals on this are insane. But around 10 a.m., the Norfolk Police Division responded to a call of a man driving eastbound with a Watusi bull in the passenger seat. If you get a look at this bull, it's insane. The officers received a call referencing a car driving into town that had a cow in it, said police captain Chad Riemann. They thought that it was going to be a calf or something small, something that would actually fit inside the vehicle. The vehicle was big enough, well, technically. 
So the guy had like souped up his car and you can even see like poop down the back of the window. He had souped up the car to have this giant bowl in his car. Yeah, like that's I've huge. I've never seen I've never seen I don't think I've seen a bowl this size just period in his passenger seat. Um yeah, and they ended up talking. They didn't even give him a ticket. Like that's where they're at. They said that the the bull's name is Howdy Doody and that the guy was is very attached to him and said that he can he believes that he can just come around in his car with him. And the wildest thing is there was no ticket. They just had this guy and Howdy Doody head back and no one was hurt. Well, and it's like it's probably something that's like technically not illegal because they didn't think they'd ever find somebody <laughs> dumb enough to turn their car into a cow transporter. It is impressive. Is it not? I mean, that is an impressive Yeah, they feat. put the little gate. I, think it, I, I just don't understand why you want to bring, like, where were you going? Did he take it, like, to the dog park or something? Like, it's why? an emotional support bowl. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. Oh, I was like, that. I wouldn't be surprised in today's <laughs> world. Like, I'll try to find the audio on that. Meantime, score Norris, Judd Zulligan. Hey, hey Judd. Judd. What's up, everybody? How how is it going? It's going Some well. interesting stories. Did I hear, did I join and was in the back room during a... Uh, Ball biting story. Yeah, where you were in Ann Arbor this weekend, weren't you, Judd? Oh, how'd you know? I'm a big Wolverines <laughs> fan. You know that. <laughs> big Michigan fan. Big supporter. Yeah. yeah, in a fight, Judd, do you think not only would you go for another man's balls, but you would think this is the time to pull out them chompers on said balls? Boy, that is no. That that would never occur to me. And again, like can not we in a million years. Yeah, can we talk about the act of him having to get down to that level and how awkward that would be? Like, what, what, I wouldn't even know what he was going for. No, well, and yeah, because like the, the guy that's like fighting him or trying to kick him out is like <laughs> thinking like in his head, we're fighting, we're gonna get punched, we're gonna. Yeah. Why, why are you not punching me? What are you? Oh my! God. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's like yeah. when you hear these NFL linemen who you know are recapping their decade. In this, in this, uh, in the NFL, they sit down for an interview and they talk about, "Oh no, we're in that pile. All of a sudden, you'll just feel a hand just go straight up your thigh and grab on your balls and just twist." Yep. <gasps> and, and like, and that was commonplace. It happens quite often, does it not, Judd? Yeah. Yes, that is, and it's that in itself is weird. But again, you're in a pile. <laughs> like we're talking about biting, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, like the first one, you know, the football example is weird. The other one, I don't even know how you would think of that. Yeah. And how fast do you have to be to get your mouth down there before That's that guy saying. punches you in the ear? That's what I'm saying. Logistically alone is yeah. blowing my yeah. mind. Like, like the amount you have to get your body ear like at a 90 degree bend. Yeah. And they well, they listed out all of the things that he was like charged with yeah. in the whole thing. Like He's they need busy. to add sexual assault to that. Like yeah. <laughs> I want him registered on some sort of website. <laughs> you know, it's like he showed up and just like whoop, whoop. And he did the eye poke, and then he had the thing with the two thing, and then he's like, that didn't work. So he, I, no more fighting for you. Yeah. Just, if you're Beyond. done fighting, you will never fight again. Oh, logistically, I would love to see a reenactment. I would love to see that. Yeah, maybe just some music, maybe some lighting, yeah. maybe some that wine. That makes one of us, Brittany. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm good with that one. <laughs> this is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.